Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am ever so positive, Chuck Locklear. And we're coming at you right after the Clippers absolutely dismantled Ooh. the Lakers. Reggie Jackson with a near career night. We'll talk about what we liked from that one as well as what we didn't. Got to be honest, very hard <laughs> to find things we didn't like about this win. Uh, and then in segment two, we like to talk about the Pacific Division every single Friday here at Locked on Clips. We're going to be talking about the best benches in the Pacific Division. And then the Clippers posted a oh, video man. of Marcus Morris putting up some shots. Kawhi was in the background putting up some shots. Uh, the Clippers later deleted the tweet, kind of sending uh, Clippers Twitter into a frenzy. We're going to talk about that, the possible tinfoil hat implications, all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes. So welcome to Locked on Clips. We're coming at these people five days a week, Monday through Friday. Make us your first listen. Um, like we said, the Clippers, I, w- I want to start with this. Because of some stuff that Kevin Harlan said and because of the Clippers uh, video situation on Twitter, I'm wearing a tinfoil tuxedo right now. I'm wearing a tinfoil <laughs> okay. tuxedo and I'm pairing it with a tinfoil 10-gallon hat. Bit of, you know, kind of a... a, a like a Western fancy vibe. Anyway, the Clippers went 132-111. Reggie Jackson would be the MVP if he played the Lakers every game. Haggle, no haggle. Oh, uh, no haggle. <laughs> He's been great. He had 36-8-9, and he did it in a fun, disrespectful way, which I think is something we need to point out about this performance. Oh, yeah. It, it was in the fourth quarter when he crossed up Russ. He knew that Russ was going to trip him. Russ did trip him. And then Reggie said something to him, and then Russ was still talking so much shit. Reggie got the ball back, shot a three in his and LeBron's <laughs> face uh, from deep. It was it was great to see. It was that it was prancing gazelle Reggie yep. for, you know, the, the basically the full runtime of the game. I mean, he was plus 44. And what? <laughs> it's like what the That's hell? That's absurd. <laughs> he was plus forty four, and when he and Zeus sat, the Clippers legitimately just gave up a fourteen zero run uh, to end the half. We got a touch on Avica Zubox. He continues to absolutely crush nineteen and nine. And I'm gonna go on a limb and say, if it weren't for some early foul trouble, the refs are pretty questionable in this one. He maybe would have gone for thirty and fifteen. Yeah, he was really struggling there, but he was having to do a lot right around the rim Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, guarding guards as as we've seen him do. Um, So it it makes a little bit of sense that, you know, the the whistle wasn't always friendly for him. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying, like, that's kind of how those sort of matchups will tend to go, right? Like you see a guard going at a big... They could be as vertical as vertical could be, and it's <laughs> it's still generally not going to go the, you know their way. Um, yeah. So so that's a little bit difficult. But I was really impressed with what he was able to do offensively as well. We've mm-hmm. talked about this a little bit before, but sometimes defensively, like they hide, they or they try to hide Austin Reeves like in the in the post, <laughs> even though he he has at other times been a pretty capable defender. Absolutely, uh, yes. Just when when they when we end up with that switch, I mean, it's like out I it's mean, over it's, it's over it's over for him yeah Zoo was uh, eight and, of 11 from the floor and i wouldn't be surprised if five of these makes were against someone you know under six ten like or yeah. under six eight like it was insane he was getting where he wanted um and then we got to talk about this this third quarter is what blew this game open and will so the lakers end 
the first half on a 14-0 run. It's 14-0 a, run, it's a yeah. three-point game going into half. Reggie and Zoo have three fouls. It's kind of weird. What were you like? What were you thinking at halftime? Like, what we didn't watch this game together. So, what was your mentality at half? Well, like, I I wasn't worried that it was over. I I just kind of thought it would be you know similar to what we've seen in in the post Paul George era in these last couple of matchups where you know like the the Clippers will get out to a little lead and then you know the Lakers aren't going to roll over mm-hmm. and you know we'll we'll make some mistakes. We'll go three four possessions without you know being able to get a decent offensive. Um, sort of possession. Yeah, and, it was four you know, minutes would, during this during this big run, which was tough. Yeah, so I thought it would just kind of end up being like one of those ticky tacky kind of games. Um, and then we just started the third on a statement and did not stop <sighs> making said statement uh, for twelve minutes. It was unreal. Marcus Morris had zero points in the first half, which kind of blew my mind. He only took two shots, so yeah. it kind of felt like something was coming. He had fourteen points. In the third quarter, Clippers go, they win the, the third 40 to 18. There was no resistance from the team across the hall. I have not seen a lot of games like this where you go into the half with all of the momentum. No hyperbole there, I don't think, from my end. They had all of the momentum. And then you come out and you just get absolutely demolished on Well, I would say. I mean, some of that you just have to give a tip of the cap to Ty Lue. Like, Absolutely. You know, I'm he, tipping he the saw... tinfoil 10-gallon right now to Ty Lue. He can see it. <laughs> it's making it's so a terrible reflective. sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, very loud. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, just to make those sort of adjustments. And I think that we've seen that in the Ty Lue era, right? Like, this team is all of a sudden a much better third-quarter team, which is important. You know, it, it shows yeah. – uh, that you're processing this information that's happening within the game and you're able to make those adjustments. Um, yeah, so talk a little bit about Ty Lue kind of did a defensive switch up to kind of help hard out a little bit um, that that was actually pretty successful. Yeah, so we went to zone when Hart was out there, which was great against kind of when, especially when the Lakers were going small. They go with Le- So when the, also when the Lakers go with LeBron at center, if you've been watching these Clippers-Lakers games, we're attacking LeBron when he's at the five. And it's deliberate. It's not by design on the Lakers' part at all because he is getting cooked sometimes when he's yeah. when he's playing drop coverage. And and when, when you're awesome. putting up when you're putting up like thirty eight and six, yeah. you just probably you're you're not going to be great at defense. No, probably not at thirty seven. Like, I'm sorry, like you're just not. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we went to zone, which was great to see. Amir got a steal off some really solid rotations by the guys down low, which was just like kind of the perfect way to think about how this zone was effective against this Lakers team. It helped with Hart being targeted on defense, which was awesome. Um, another thing that Tyloo did great was early in the fourth quarter, the Clippers were making the, the, the energy wasn't right. It just like, it was a little slow. We were letting like the paint was a little bit open and Tyloo was called, he called a timeout like two minutes into the fourth and was like, we're not doing the shit. He called another one like two and a half minutes after that <laughs> like to be like, yeah. stop doing this. Um, so it was just another great performance. And then, I mean, I don't yeah, know. Lakers got within 18 at one point <laughs> and it got, yeah. you know, it got a little tenser and yes. they, you know, they had to do, you got to stop momentum and you got to do what you got to do to get that taken care of. Yeah. What else did we like in this game? There's not a lot that we didn't like, so don't worry if you think this segment's going too long. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like basically everything we said in the preview that the clips needed to do well, they did well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stayed pretty much even with Lakers and points of the paint. We got outscored 54 to 52. 
pretty negligible difference there. Uh, we actually won second chance points, which I talked about being one of those things that had been a bigger advantage for the Lakers. And when you have a team that's like struggling with efficiency in the way that they are, and you're still t- and you're taking away those second chance opportunities. That's when you get to those demoralizing, like near third. I'm raising the point, roof right now. Like type of victories. <laughs> um, we did give up 27 points on the fast break, which is actually I believe the most we've given up to the Lakers in transition all season. Damn. Okay. Um, but I think we scored about 19 of our own, so it's not the craziest disparity. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at some point you have to score somewhere, right? <laughs> uh, and also, you know, we just shot the absolute piss out of the ball. Shout we out, shot 63%, 63% from deep. Um, we love it. Yeah, it was it was insane. Also, um, it, it was the last time we played the Lakers that Pat Bev showed up in the, in the zoo jersey, right? I believe so, yes. So... We need to do a stat dive at some point uh, <laughs> about Zoo's insane tear post Pat Bev Ooh, showing up in the Zoo jersey because he's been call. unreal. And since you know that what? Point in time, that was like a game issue jersey. Like that was like a jersey jersey. So it was very large on his. There's body. some. So there's it some, might have just been an extra of Zoo's that he said, "Hey, you want this?" They might have done a swap. There's some mystical forces at play. I would say. <laughs> um, no, sh- the shooting was great. Canard three for four. Amir. Two for three. We got some great Amir minutes. Um, we also got Kevin Harlan said that Kawhi and PG look ahead of schedule good based on our sources at TNT. So that was a little weird. The tinfoil hat was being made before he said this. But really quick, like, I mean, there's only one thing we didn't like from the Clippers. Like, the bench in the second was bad. Terrence started this game well, but who really care like i don't care about that terrence was <laughs> really bad in the close of that second quarter yes but like that's the only bad thing but you have a great note for something that kind of was lame about this game look i i just i don't want to come off as like i'm being a hater because that's truly not the intention here but like man i hate how much lebron gets played in garbage time for he had, this Lakers he had 26 team. 8 and 4 he played 37 minutes in a game that was done halfway through the third yeah and and like i i don't know i i you're yes, stressed about this <laughs> well it's just like these are still nba minutes like don't get me wrong like i i'm calling it garbage time but like these are still nba minutes on your body and like at this age i don't know man i i'm aware of the scoring record but if he <laughs> stays on pace with his season average right now he'll be he'll surpass carl malone into the number two spot in like 10 games yeah which and it's just more miles like and it, it's just like it it's just tough it's just also like so <laughs> it sucks to watch <laughs> it's it's tough to it's it does kind of suck to watch um and you know like i wasn't there for all of kareem or malone's you know like games at the, at the tail end of their sure. careers you know yeah so i i I'm, it doesn't in any way denigrate what he's been able to do i'm just no. saying that like from a standpoint of if you want a future of this guy, which you kind of have to have, right? Given what else you have on the team. Yeah. I just don't know that this is like the best usage of his time. Very good That's point. It. That's all that I'm saying. I bet he shuts it down in a week because, I mean, they get swept by the Clippers. Things are not good across the hall. The Clippers are rolling. We are on an official, official win streak. Coming up, we're going to be talking the best scoring benches in the pack, too. But first, we got to give a shout out to Bet Online. There's definitely less football being played. And I'll tell you what, if you bet on the Clippers, uh, to win this game, and you took the points in the win. You made a couple of bucks. Hope you did it over on betonline.net. They have scored totals, player performance props to win the next fired coach, 
is going to be fired or where they land. Bet online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football, thankfully. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games like Blackjack. BetOnline is your number one wagering destination, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so... Every single Friday here at Locked on Clips, we like to talk about the Pacific Division. Not sure if uh, anyone else does, but we in definitely our minds, do. In our minds alone, divisional play matters. <laughs> it's important. It means something. It's called pride. Um, and this is like an especially kind of different, difficult year for the Pacific Division just because like the top two teams are in our division are the top two teams uh, in the West and <laughs> yes. in the NBA uh, and kind of in a league of their own almost, you know, mm. especially before their current injury situations. But we want to take a look at some of the best benches in the Pacific division. Um, I, I'll just start out with the Clippers. Uh, we can kind of talk kinda about up and down ones. a bit. Cause we kind of, we talked about this, I think in the game preview about how we'd seen a bit of some slippage. Yeah, yeah. So the Clippers are currently score the Clippers bench is scoring more points per game than than any team in the Pacific Division. Hell yeah. About 39 points per game, All which right. is good. It's actually it's actually down from what it was uh a little bit ago pre-trade deadline. But uh look, I'll just start with the pros. I mean, like I feel like there's a really nice mix of like some young talent, some like kind of hungry guys with some older, you know, I don't know, older, more established kind of vets who know how to win. Yes, Robert um, Covington off the bench is, like, such a fantastic piece to level those young guys out. Yeah, and just a wealth of wings. Like, just a wealth of, like, you know, length, guys who can guys who can score off ball and defend well, um, which is just really, really valuable. And then, of course, just Luke Kennard, just Ooh. a pro of his own. Yes. Um, and the Clippers currently, they're actually attempting the most free throw attempts of any bench in the Pacific Division. That's and shocking, they have the, if I would be honest. It is, yeah. And they actually have the second best uh, free throw percentage, too. Uh, so one of those things that has carried over from last season. Now, some cons on this Clippers bench. We, You alluded to it. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. But I, I do feel like we, at times, see this second unit kind of struggle without a like a prototypical kind of table it's setting. It's done o'clock, part. dude. It's done 30 at this point. We need to bring done up from the AC Clippers. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those things that like I just it's not even going to be a topic of conversation once we reach next season because there's going to be some way to stagger I mean, assuming yeah. Norm is healthy and Reggie can, you know, continue his health. Um, there's going to be some way to stagger guards at all times. So you have somebody who you can, you know, trust. And Terrence has been growing into the role, but I I'm still sure. think there are better options. There's growing pains um, with that. And what you mentioned next year, it's crazy to me that right now the Clippers are the highest scoring bench in the Pacific Division. They're going to be a better bench next year because all of these players who are playing well and having to start and do all these things are just going to be just moved down two spots because of how many wings we have. And, like, the defense on the bench is going to be fantastic to see next year, too. Yeah, yeah. So, and then just, like, one last con on this kind of Clippers bench. So, I, I mentioned most points per game of any one of these benches. They're actually the second least efficient team in the Pacific Division. Um, so, they I are getting... I can kind of see that. Uh, yeah, That's they not... are getting a <laughs> fair amount of shots up there. Um, but I think the thing that is kind of saving them overall is that three-point shooting. Yes, um, absolutely. Shout out Luke. Kinnard. So, 
Charles, t- tell me about another bench in the Pacific Division. So another bench uh, is another team, uh, of course. In the Bay Area, we got the Warriors. They're averaging 37 points a game for a bench. I mean, they're the best rebounding team in the division when it comes to the Yeah, bench. the bench is. Yeah. Yes, not, definitely not their first unit. And then they also average the most steals per game in the division at four. And these are things that, like, as a bench, these are such a clutch thing to have, to be able to rebound well and to be able to kind of cause disruption, which is also what makes the Clippers bench really good, is you can kind of, like, chip away at, at certain areas that the other team's not doing well. If your offense can't exactly get it going, you can at least control the ball and disrupt it for the other team. Yeah, I, I think that's probably their biggest asset, actually, is um, how strong they can play on both ends of the ball. They and the Suns are, I mean, I guess naturally tied for the best net ratings um, of yeah. any of these benches. Um, you know, I, I guess just the cons for the Warriors really is just the turnovers. They're tied with with the Clippers for the most turnovers per game for a bench, about six. That seems fair. I'm honestly surprised. I bet that's actually gone up for the Clippers in the last like, and the I bet the rot the two Rockets games really actually skewed this for the Clippers. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not too worried about that. But yeah, you can't be giving up transition opportunities as a bench unit, which we saw the Clippers do against the Lakers. And almost well, and just like I, you know, I I complimented the two way play of this of this bench, and you know they do have a fairly deep bench, but like. Most benches, you know, you're you're probably taking a step back defensively. Of course. Right? So yes. if if you're piling that on top of like turnovers, it's it's not gonna help your first unit out as much. Um speaking of second units that may or may not be helping their first unit out, <laughs> let's let's talk about the Lakers a little bit here. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the Lakers are, are are third in the Pacific Division in terms of like points scored per game. These last three support- teams are pretty close together, which is what yeah, we- yeah. It actually surprised me a little bit, though. So, um, yeah, this Lakers team, about 37. Uh, this this bench is about 37 points a game. Um, something that completely shocked me is uh, this is actually the best three-point shooting bench in the division, uh, shooting about 37% per game. Uh, you know, I'm sure Malik Monk is helping that out when he's healthy. Yes. Um, you know, so <laughs> you have a great and, con and, in here for this this bench. And Reeves, I guess, when he plays the Clippers, he shoots the ball better from three than yes. the rest of the season. Of, I mean, um, yeah. As is okay, so tradition. Cons for this Lakers bench. I mean, old. <laughs> old. Yes, that's a very fair con to have. Uh, it's an old ass bench. Also, the second worst net rating in the Pacific Division. That checks so, out. It, yeah, I mean the defense for this Lakers team overall has kind of like fallen off a cliff it's from a where they were that that championship year. I mean, you um, take AD out of the equation, and like, and I'm just talking like, then yeah, if you take AD out of the equation, you have to move your bad bench defender up to the starters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where things get really rough. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, talk to us. I'll let you pick your poison here. Do you want to talk about an, another good bench in the division, or do you want to talk about the worst bench in the division? So I think we should talk about the good one because that's what's carrying the the Suns right now is their bench play. No Chris Paul, very big deal. They're scoring thirty six points a game, best tied for best net rating with the Warriors. Really, they have the deepest team. Other than the Clippers, they have the deepest team in the division. I don't think that's yeah. that's crazy at all. Um, yeah, definitely. But. I mean, they've been out without campaign, which is like kind of a big deal. Because he's yeah, and like, now he's with. Now he's going to be playing. Yeah, he's playing with the starters with with CP out. So, um, you know, you still 
that's like they'll be able to stagger him some, but like you still don't have that. You're moving that guy up, like those. Yeah, you don't have that. Yeah, consistent like like absolute Lou Will almost level. Yeah, like get get hot kind of scorer on the second unit, which is a great thing to have. The exponential decrease from when you have to shuffle guys up from the bench just gets so much steeper every single guy you go, which is what makes the Clipper situation so unique and impressive just because we've still been so good. And same with the Suns, right? Like they're still able to shuffle these guys and they have a great coach. who's able to kind of stagger it. Um, where, like we can kind of minimize the damage. And then, I mean, you know, let's, let's talk about the Kings. They're in the Pacific division. They're doing their thing. Uh, you know, yeah, I got some bonus. Kings... <laughs> Who doesn't want to watch a a, a center? <laughs> you know, like an undersized center. Oh, really Sabonis is fun to watch. I'll take notes. As fun as Tyrese Sabonis. Halliburton. Uh, different players. <laughs> yeah, not as fun to watch. <laughs> different players. I sure. would. I don't know that I'd say not as fun to watch. Different players. I will raise my um, hand and say not as fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so the Kings. This Kings bench is scoring about thirty-seven points per game. Uh, fewest turnovers in the Pacific Division, hey, which is I'm doing the, the their biggest. <laughs> I guess their biggest pro. I have to be honest. I really struggled to kind of look up pros on this bench because <laughs> the thing you have to remember about this bench unit is like this is now without Buddy Heald. Um, right. So they're they're already the least. Shout efficient. out the fireworks. We're celebrating. The Clippers fans going crazy downtown LA right now. Oh, we love it. <laughs> um, it it's already the least efficient offense in the Pacific Division <laughs> in terms of bench offenses. Uh, worst net rating actually by a lot uh, in the Pacific <laughs> Division. Um, they're honestly like the worst in a lot of categories. I think if we're if we're doing a quick one through five ranking, uh, Kings for me easily five. I'm gonna sure. go. I guess Lakers four. Warriors three, Suns two, Clippers one. Clippers absolutely one, and and the and the Clippers get one for me for one other kind of reason too, which is I don't have the numbers right in front of me about wins without a star or star players. Oh, we're winning. I would I would guarantee <laughs> that the Clippers have more than any of these other teams. So what's I'll put the Clippers number one also for the fact that we have two completely dead roster spots, borderline three with Brandon Boston Jr. We're running. Hey, <laughs> semi semi got like four minutes today. I was. So I was kind of losing my mind on the Locked On Clips Twitter account tonight. I was was talking a little crazy. I said LeBron should shut it down if Semi got time, and he got time. So LeBron might have to shut it down. Uh, Coming up, we got the tinfoil hats on. I'm wearing a tinfoil 10-gallon. Will, what tinfoil hat are you wearing? Um, Like a a tinfoil fedora, but it's cool. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I'm I'm wearing wearing it to my ska band practice. Okay, no, so that's pretty cool. Uh, But first... Will, if I wanted to just protein up before I have to carry this big metal hat on my head, what can I do to be strong? Uh, you got to check out Built Bar. Look, we talk about it all the time on the show, but what you might not know is that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There's truly something for everyone. It's really cool when you talk to a Built Bar fan. They're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. They got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Whoa. Ooh, Yummy. You know what? I can never decide what my favorite flavor is. So I like to go for the mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Look, not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, these bars are healthy too. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all all tasty, 
all healthy. And Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. What? Pretty neat. Neat as hell. Uh, and, and right now, we have a very special offer for our listeners. If you go to Built.com and use promo code Locked On, you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code Locked On for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, welcome to shaving slash love Mary quarantine. Okay, it's hey. tin, it's it's tinfoil Friday. I'm wearing a tinfoil suit. I put some tinfoil socks on. I'm making popcorn on my body. It's so hot right now. I have my tin chewing foil. two different balls of tinfoil just to hit every oh, filling. Yes, absolutely. Will's wearing his cool tinfoil fedora. Uh, before Scott and I tinfoiled up my trombone pre Scott <laughs> okay, practice. That's pretty tight. Um. So, what happened today on Clippers Twitter? Usually we don't talk about Twitter a bunch, unless it's Twitter Tuesday and people are sending us questions. But, the Clippers tweeted a video of Marcus Morris shooting around at like 2 p.m. It literally was like the most basic, it was just Marcus Morris shooting some practice shots. It said, getting some shots up uh, in the video. But, (laughs) the back of the video, you can see Kawhi, and some people maybe said PG, I don't know about that. But you can see Kawhi shooting baskets. And someone tweeted this at us, um, and we were like, "Oh, well, I mean, we've been putting, tin, we've been wearing tinfoil this whole week. It's in season, obviously." So we we put our tinfoil hats on. I was just wearing a fifty nine fifty for that one; hadn't really upgraded yet. And people noticed. They said, "Oh my God, Kawhi is in the back of this video shooting." Um, and then the Clippers hid this person's reply, which is very funny because it was under the original Clippers tweet. And then they just deleted the original tweet uh, and were hiding a bunch of other. So then every other video after this, people were tweeting, show us Kawhi. And they were also hiding these responses. I will say. I the, love that it's like Bigfoot. Like it's true. Oh, yeah. Like, it's There's not a sighting. Clear, it's not like the clearest of footage. Um, it's like a little bit grainy once you get all zoomed in, as you should uh, if you've got your tinfoil hat on properly. Oh yeah, uh, you got to get a better you got to get a better look at things. The only way to do that is with a grainy zoom in. Yeah, uh, to really analyze the details. And I would say these details are pointing to very ahead of schedule. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> what's <laughs> what's funny is the footage is of him just like shooting around. Like there's, there's nothing like dynamic happening. Like he's, <laughs> no, I love he's it. just shooting around. Um, but the fact that the team deleted it had people going crazy. Um, oh, the footage is, yeah. we, we've, I took a screen grab of the video. Cause I was like, as soon as I saw it, and as soon as we were talking about Kawhi, if you know how this Clippers social media and just the team operates, <laughs> they were deleting that shit. <laughs> like that was, and, and to, to be fair, uh, this was also pointed out by Joseph Rye Ward that this team, it, it's nothing new for them to delete tweets. So it's not like this is like a ground, sure. yeah. like a groundbreaking thing. But the fun, the other part is that they were hiding replies, which yeah. is something that is hey, just like social. It's so funny to me. I have to be like, honest with you. I feel very stupid at this moment. I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't either. I would hide so many <laughs> replies. Um but I didn't even know that you could do that. Like it's like we're in like this, like the like the Clippers have like formed this like idea. Is this the metaverse? Do we live in the metaverse now? Is that what this is? It's just so funny that they're treating this as like such high stakes. Or it's like, why did you delete this tweet? Like it's just him in the background of a video of Marcus Moore shooting around. That being said, my tinfoil hat, it's it's on. 
Did it toggle anything for you vibe-wise? Because this is more of a vibe. Like Visually, I'm assuming that Kawhi has been doing this for a bit. Oh, of course, yeah. So, uh, look. Um, <laughs> yes. I got to say, I, I think that it is still positive and it does have me excited. I'm still just, man, I'm not seeing it this season. That makes total sense. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that at all. That there's not a lot of games left. The schedule love, there's is so, trunk. There's so many roller coasters with this team. You know, obviously you got the Reggie roller coaster. Sure. Uh, sometimes you know the Marcus Morris roller coaster. <laughs> yes. And then the continual will they won't they Kawhi Paul George <laughs> roller Sam coaster. Sam and Diane over here. <laughs> I I gotta be honest with you. I'm not that big of a theme park guy. I I can't do this many. So I, I I'm not seeing it on this season. Sorry. I think that's fair. Um, but I'm just going to keep watching. But the place. truth is still out there. <laughs> my tinfoil hat is proof. And Kawhi and Paul George are most definitely the truth. <laughs> well, and it's funny because like Kevin Harlan had that thing. And then there was a clip from the uh, the Mason and Ireland show who I don't know. They probably don't have sources on the Clippers. I'm not pretending that we do, but I wouldn't expect Mason and Ireland to. Um, it's talking about how like Kawhi and Paul George and Norm are all going to come back or something like that. But... It's just interesting. I I don't think anyone should, you know, cut tinfoil out of their budget for grocery shopping this weekend is all I'm saying. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, let us know what you think over at Locked On Clips. The tinfoil, we got to think of a name for the tinfoil crew because a lot of people have reached out on Twitter and joined the tinfoil uh, <laughs> scenario. Um, all right, now let's play a Love Mary Quarantine. We were just talking some footage of Kawhi playing slow basketball. And now we're doing a Love, Mary Quarantine. We do this every Friday. You can pick something to love, where you're having a good time. You can pick something to marry, where you're locking it down. Or you can pick something to quarantine, which is just stay away from us. Uh, this is Love, Mary Quarantine. Footage we'd be more hyped on than Kawhi shooting around slowly. We have the mentioned multiple times explosive box jumps. <laughs> but the boxes are literally exploding when he lands. So it's a kind of a Mario style scenario. I was gonna say like a Mario situation. Yes, he's okay. Ground yeah. Ground. Um, we he's have... also eating handfuls of mushrooms. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, second option, he does an Owen Wilson in Yeah Right style clip for New Balance with Jamie Foy, which this is kind Ooh. of a niche reference. This is Kawhi front smithing down Hollywood High and doing a classic. Is it him? Is it not him? What happened there? This is only for people also, who see here. <laughs> If you're unfamiliar with what we're referring to, you should YouTube Owen Wilson. Yeah, right. Uh, I think it's one of the most underrated celebrity cameos in any instance. In any, yeah, in any any instance of Kino, if you're familiar with Kino Tech. Uh, and then finally, we have footage uh, that a bystander takes of Kawhi Leonard unicycling on the promenade in Santa Monica. Very kind right, of I'm quarantining that <laughs> very one. Very kind of Andre 3000 vibes here with this I'm quarantining one. that one. Just too dangerous. It's it's too dangerous. Uh, it's a little crowded over there. It's also, not his first you know, time unicycling. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I just mean like with the crowds and stuff. Sure. I, you know, he's I don't doing know. the like weird steer where your arms are out really wide. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want well, to. If he wants to get his unicycle on, he should be <laughs> he should be unicycle <laughs> mountain biking like on trials trails or something. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to argue this line here, but I, you're, you've convinced me. I'm also going to quarantine this. Which one are you loving? Which one are you marrying? I got to marry the uh, the Owen Wilson, yeah, <laughs> right. So style clip. Just because it'd be so funny. Like, 
So I, th- he I popped do up think in that... the way too sexy video. He could pop up in a New Balance skate video. Well, it's widely reported, and I think widely understood that Kawhi has like one of the most understated sort of senses of humor. Um, So I do feel like there's actually like a realistic possibility of this too. And then somebody having to body double for Kawhi, like skating down a rail, I think would be You're like finding someone who's like a giant human who's strong, who can like front Smith Hollywood high. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I got to marry that. And I'm also loving the explosive box jumps. uh, That's might be a promo video for New Balance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, great crossover there. We're Um, giving out a little too much free game on this Love Mary Quarantine. I gotta be honest honest with you, man. I don't know. I don't know why we're not getting getting (laughs) checks from these guys. Come on, New Balance. If you're listening, if you're ear to the ground. (laughs) All right, we gotta get out of here. What a fantastic week for Clippers fans, huh? Not a bad. Absolutely. Not a bad week. I I mean, like, did you think that this team? You know, I guess it's a little easier portion of the schedule. But did you think that this team had another? win streak of this magnitude still in the tank so uh, I, th- I, th- I there was an episode where you were unavoidably detained and i did a thirsty thursday and i was like this seems like the most i thought we were gonna get three in a row from this like mm-hmm. weird lakers rockets <laughs> series that we played i didn't i mean this win tonight was man that was authoritative that's a hunt yeah. like that was that's a statement win exactly that's a thing you called it and we have a group chat with carl tart and you called it and you wished which we wish we really wish Kawhi, pg and norm would have brought some brooms <laughs> i think it would have been so funny <laughs> if Kawhi, so, paul george and norm sat so on the <laughs> sat on the bench with brooms the entire time uh i also added the stipulation that i would like to see Kawhi and paul george both get double texts for celebrating <laughs> even though they're not in the game just for yeah. unruly bench celebration um i think that would have made this you know just a an all-timer clippers win for me um but alas you know they they did the respectable thing well they got you know they can't have that count when they come back uh monday's episode we're gonna be talking recap of clippers versus Knicks. we're gonna be at this game it's gonna be a fun time the freshies luke Kennard, progress report and t-man vorp watch we got a packed monday episodes here on locked on clips whatever else happens between now and then in clipperland will also be discussed will if you wanted to tell someone where they could review us to combat the one-star reviews we will get from the team across the hall for just reporting the facts of what happened tonight where could you tell them they could do that uh, so you can review us over on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app on your mobile device. You can also review us over on Spotify now. Hey, if you felt so inclined to leave us a rating or review, it would really help the show. Five stars. We'll definitely read you on air, good or bad. Uh, but we would prefer <laughs> those good ones because uh, it does really help us out. We mentioned it up top, but we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Make us your first listen. Make us your last listen. You know, just make oh, us the, yeah. make us the sandwich that starts and ends your day. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I... Yeah, you know, I'm William the Opinion Updike. And I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And as always, we appreciate you. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.